Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 353. Whoa. Whoa. I just felt like I needed to say that at an odd number at one point in time. (laughs) Doing the the Joey Lawrence, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) That's old school. (laughs) Which we talked a lot about old school websites, that's for sure. Uh, And old people. That's a old podcast tonight. Old timey, for sure. What makes you th- what makes you think of old things? Oh well, we talked about '90s websites, Old Man Quill, and Stan Lee. Were you saying uh, Ben Gay <laughs> and <laughs> Werther's? Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, some books uh, being pushed back. Really can't remember a lot about what we talked about. Yeah, stuff and things. A couple books. I'm starting to lose you... my memory with my age. Yeah, uh, the hmm. usual. The huge. I think it's time for some V8 or something, Tony. <laughs> oh, good old carrot cake will get me through the day. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I guess this is a, like our memory, a mystery of uh, what all we talked about. Toy but, boat, uh, toy boat, toy boat. We, <laughs> we, we did that for at some point. Uh, so sit back, relax, and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast episode 353, Old Timey Wimey. Song. <laughs> no, you don't know that song? Nope. It's been around for ages. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I think she's making it up. Mm-mm, she's Googling something right now. <laughs> yeah, but she's just going to tell us something. And... <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Are you ready? Now should... I'm going to have that just that part <laughs> stuck in my head. <laughs> ready? ready? Oh, if we had the synthesizer, I could... Mm-hmm. Going to oh. do it. Yep. Going to yep. do it. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot more musical fun. She's never going to find comics. She's never going to find anything. She's just <laughs> typing in. Well, I don't want to just play random clips Ask of songs clips. until I find it, which is <laughs> what I would mark. do at home. But <laughs> that reminds me of a time numbers. my aunt really thought there was like a weird, I don't know if it was a Pepsi commercial or Diet Coke or something with Diablo. And it sounds like <laughs> there there's a real true singer called Yanni. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, but my aunt thought that, yeah, like it was a commercial that was so weird. And, and she goes, do you see that that singer, that Yabu guy? We're like, yeah, that's that's fake. And my aunt just kept saying it was real. So when she found out it was fake, what she did was, I think it was one of the random family gatherings. She got a, a Yanni cassette tape. She found him somewhere. Took like... A, pretty much printed off something to put over Yanni and made it say Yablo and then gave it to me and my brother. See? I'm oh my God. And we're just like... And she laughed. She knew that we would see right through it. But it was funny the effort she went to keep continuing the lie even though she then realized she was wrong. I wanted to prove my friend wrong but I was wrong. I went to Wikipedia and I changed I edited the page just so I could be right. And I knew they would change it back in like 15 minutes and I did. Oh. Did you screenshot it though? Oh yeah. I screenshot it and sent it to What her. was that? I sent him to the website. Oh. Well, this is nowhere in the theme that I thought it was going to be. This is the song I was singing. Who's it by? Barbara Mason. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you were right. (laughs) I did not need for you to really prove it. I was kind of over it by now, but. Yeah, you were talking about Yanni, Gabby, what the fuck? I don't need to. You're too busy doing that. More important things. Yes, more important things. <laughs> well, as we're talking about Googling things and going on the internets, I want to start off with probably the best website I have found this week, which is www.marvel.com slash Captain Marvel. Mm. Go to it now. It is quite something. Uh, as in something, it is something that... Something straight, straight out, out of the 90s. 90s. <laughs> This is straight up like an Angel Fire, GeoCities type centric uh, website. 100%. I mean, it's hosted on Angel Fire. 
It but is. I'm saying those were the two <laughs> hosting sites yes. that were free for anyone to do. And when you like scroll through it, you can get ticket information. You can find out more of the hero. Uh, the pictures are definitely way better quality than any Angel Fire or GeoCities website had back then. Oh, for sure. But, but. <laughs> well, but well, but they do make it look a little bit uh, I, retro feeling in oh, some sure. of the graphics uh, behind. Like I remember one of mine. I was like, "Sweet, I found out how to make like some fire thing." And remember, there was some weird dancing baby that a lot of people had on theirs and weirdness. Yeah. Uh, but this is quite something. Uh, the size of the website is 10 megabytes. 10. Because that is not a lot. No, and that's because <laughs> yeah, modems used to be 28.8 kilobytes back in the day, right? So if your website was too big, people couldn't download it. So they stuck with the traditional size of a website from the 90s. I, I do some website design uh, as, a, as, a, as a job, and... Some of the websites that I see nowadays are similar to this still. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at this on the, um, the cell phone, and it is ridiculous. As I was going to say, I was just looking it, up now on my cell phone, and... It takes me back. <laughs> it takes even, me back that to it even works on... Cause I, I don't even dial up right now in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the video and the video plugins that you would have to put in these things. This random... Who is it that just keeps randomly... The Poppy, lady popping up? Popping up, yeah. It's the lady from the bus in the commercial, or the trailer. Oh, okay. The, probably an evil person oh, disguised as the lady. Yeah. But the, oh. the pixelation, the cutout of that, <laughs> terrible. Actually, the best thing, though, too, at the bottom it is... It still exists, too. The, the poor uh, Photoshop skills. Yes. I like that there's the guest book at the bottom that you can sign. <laughs> I remember having one of those, too, to see who's all been oh, to my website. Sure. Oh, this is... Uh, if you think about it, this is extremely creative and... Someone has a lot of skill duplicating something yeah. from, you know, such a long Blast time ago. Blast from the past. I love it when, uh, and Marvel's been, always been kind of especially good at this, but when they when they use stuff like this as part of their marketing, it's just a, a good way to get people Did you, did you guys <laughs> go Top it. secret just bouncing. <laughs> did, you, did you go to the top secret thing? Because there's really nothing. There's I'm nothing there. Click. Yeah. There's nothing there. There's it's, nothing there. You don't there. have a high enough pay grade to see it. <laughs> Yeah. There's, there's a picture missing. <laughs> I know. I thought, oh my God, I love that part. Yeah. <clears throat> this is fun. So yes, everyone uh, definitely... Check it out. It, it's a, it's per, this is the thing. This is where marketing is done right. Mm, and sure. s studios need to start learning these techniques from Marvel, especially in They even the have a little scroll or human game with little buttons that you... And so you just look at the person and you pick scroll or human and it tells you right or wrong. Continue. <laughs> scroll or human. Scroll. I wrong. <laughs> continue. I oh, secretly God. hope if I pick, if I go to click on like a video or something, it takes forever to load and there's like extra <laughs> buffering just because why not? Well, looking at this, I also like, I read that there are still websites for movies from the nineties that are still this original website style which really? I thought was Space Jam is still in their original website form. That's pretty cool. Mallrats is still in their original website form. It's just funny that they just left them that left them up. Yeah. Well, just I mean, left it's free. There. I mean, I guess why not? I mean, I'm wondering, did they use might Comic show Sans? its time, but... Do they use Comic, Comic Sans, Sans on the website at all? I'm looking for it. It's Papyrus! <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? The Ryan Gosling uh, SNL sketch? Oh, yeah, oh, if yes. you haven't seen it, I suggest you go watch it. If you're into fonts and stuff, you'll love this. I can't believe this is this is coming out in a little less than a month now. Is it? Yeah, March eighth. So and then uh, Endgame's right after that in April. There's a yeah, pager. It's at the end of April. There's so. a pager banner, an ad for yeah. a pager. <laughs> <laughs> Communication device. It says. You can get there's one for superhero trading cards mm. at the top. Yeah, it's just a great little website. All right. Well, we'll have uh, more news and everything uh, after we get uh, to Off the Shelf. Um, Charles, got anything for Off the Shelf? Did you read any books this week? I didn't read any books, but I, I did have something I want to talk about. It's not appropriate for this this yet. But well, we can talk about shit whenever. We don't really okay. have a... All right. That's fair. I'm excited because I, I, I just ran into this, um, and I think it's interesting. The first thing I saw was a picture of... Did you hurt yourself when you ran into it? 
you know, mm-hmm. I got a big bump on my nose. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there's a movie being made about a new, not a new character, but like a uh, Shang Chi. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Okay. So uh, they've been talking about making a movie, and it's supposed to be the first, uh, the first Asian superhero movie. But you know, like, was Green Hornet ever a comic? Yes. Was it a comic first or Green Hornet? I don't know if it was a comic first, but technically, he's not the main character in it. Tech, yeah, Kato is the, the yeah the real skilled person. Yeah. Yeah. the other guy yeah. is just like yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Green Hornet was a comic <clears throat> first before it, it, it was. was. A, was it? So I expect it to be a big deal. Uh, writer Steve Englehart and artist Jim Starlin are the pers- are the the people who made the comics. Yeah, Jim's uh, pretty awesome. He's the person that created Thanos and a lot of the cosmic goodness that uh, I love. So I'm always uh, in. Anything that he does, I'm going to be right on board. There, uh, so the the guy, the, the screenwriter is David Callahan, who did Spider for the Spider Verse movie. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And they're saying it could be the next uh, Black Panther. I could see that. And if you're not familiar with it, he's a master of kung fu. He's a master of unarmed weaponry based on uh, wushu style, including gun, nunchucks, and jiam, which uh, I looked it up. I don't think I understand it that well. <laughs> <laughs> um, when he joined the Avengers most recently. Uh, he acquired the power to create duplicates of himself, which I didn't read into that anymore, but that sounds weird and interesting at the same time. Right on. That's my news, I guess. Oh, I just think well, that's interesting. Well, I guess we, we could have, I guess we could have waited till news to, I'm sorry. <laughs> to talk about that. I was just looking up his first appearance to see when it, if he showed up in like Iron Fist or something, but he showed up in Marvel Special Edition. Number 15 in 1973. So, it's an interesting pull. Like, not a character I've necessarily heard of a whole lot. He's Well, he's been in a couple random team-up books and everything. Recently, uh, he was had like a five-issue kind of arc with Domino in the new mm. Domino series. She mm-hmm. kind of went there to regain her... I don't know. Like, she lost her... Uh, probability mutant power so she didn't have her luck powers and he kind of helped her refocus on teaching her because she knows combat but teaching her how to actually do it without relying on luck and then yeah and then realizing that she still had the luck power and just looking at it a different way yeah my first impression was of him helping superheroes because i saw him and spider-man bowing at each other and spider-man just had the mask on the rest of him was wearing the rest of it he was like wearing one of those like uh Buddhist-looking garments. Hmm. All right. Well, Linz, you uh, want to start off with... Uh, I didn't even pre-ask you what books you've uh, well, I, read. Well, I think I read two. Well, I know I read two. I didn't think I read two. But I think they're the same books you read. At least two of them. Because do you read... And one you of read, them I didn't get to, but... You read Old Man Quill. Yeah. You didn't read the X-Men one. Oh, so start off with that. Okay. Um, so I won't do a full review because you haven't read it yet. Um, and it actually doesn't... It doesn't matter. You can spoil things. Well, there's going to be so many things that... So, really, though, there's not there's not much to spoil in this because it it starts off with the team, right? The the Marvelous X-Men, who are Jean, uh, Storm, Magneto, Nate, Gray, X-Man, uh, Colossus, and Nature Girl. Um, I think it's just Nature Nightcrawler. Girl. Nature Girl. Oh, I thought you were com- like, trying to think of Oh, no, name. Nature Girl. And X-23. X-23 is the new character that got added to this team, but only the readers know that. Um, so, it you know, they're just sitting around. Normally in X-Men books, the people who are in the X-Men, mutants in general, don't have leisure time to just hang out. But that's how this book starts, is they're all just hanging out. Painting. I expect X twenty three in her spare time would be just a great in the kitchen reading books. Like she cutting things. She was fixing a pipe, like plumbing. She was using her claws like a screwdriver. Ooh, <laughs> not many uses, but that one. <laughs> and so they're all just chilling. And then there's a fire that happens at one of the um, cerebros, which is what they call the hatcheries or whatever. Um, and the schools for the little mutants. And there's a fire around it, and they, they're called to go put out the fire. Like, this is their job now. Do we get to see in the hatcheries of what the fuck they yeah, are? Yeah, they're just giant walls of babies and pods. Okay. So this is how they create 
babies now. They people obviously people don't have sex. We learned in the first issue that that is strictly forbidden. <laughs> Which is out of style. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, because you they have to save all the babies from the fire. They have to save all the kids from the fire. But it's literally just them fighting a fire, which is not something the X Men normally had time to do. Was go put out fires. The quotation marks put out fires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did they have anything cool like a like a firefighter jackets or something no, while they're doing it? Oh, no, man. just need to see. Just the and and it's. You can tell they don't use their powers as frequently because they're having a hard time putting out a fire. And they have Storm, who can make it rain. Could probably make it, make the fire just <laughs> yeah. go away. Yeah. Anyway. And she's the having a hard and... time. They yeah. don't, because they don't use their powers hardly anymore. Well, was this more of a <clears throat> mutant made fire? Uh, that. Like, me, oh, I guess there's just a chemical fire. It started uh, in the forest (coughs) next to it. So you have Nature Girl trying to save animals and the trees of this forest. And then you have. she has nothing to do. Right. (laughs) Everyone else trying to save the children from this burning building. Um, But while this is happening, Jean starts getting these messages into her head that's freaking her out. And X23 gets a flashback of Gabby, her sister. Because in this world, you don't have families, and you don't have togetherness. You're together alone, basically. Nobody hugs anymore. That's it's that's the utopia they've created. Everyone knows each other, but everyone's singular. And there's no connections to other people other than you work together to make this world a better place. For you and for me <laughs> and the entire human race. There are people dying if you care enough for the living. Okay. <laughs> so I think the big the big get from this story was after X twenty three has her, the vision of her sister, she talks to Nate X Man about it and about her how she was born, which is in a facility. She was created from Logan's DNA, and then Nate talks about how he's from a non-existent timeline and he was created kind of in the same way and they have this little bonding moment and then he tells her that she does have a sister and that she was made the same way she was but you can't know this basically like this is what like this stuff is why we never had a utopia before so you don't remember this anymore and he just completely erases that entire conversation and that memory from her head so he's controlling everyone's perceptions of reality and stuff like that. The message that Jean got was a psychic transmission from who we know as Apocalypse. Ab, Ab, Absinur, well, how do you say his Egyptian name? Oh, fuck. I forgot. Um, Abs, um, Absinur? Yeah. It's basically a message saying if you, if you uh, don't agree with the way things are going now, meet us at the park and blah, blah, blah at this certain time. And then it says, all hail Abinsinur. God, I can't fucking remember his name. Um, Here it is. Ensabanur. We'll show you the way. And as we know from the first one, he's apparently going to be the champion of free love in this book, which is a weird turn of events. Um, But you find out who Two of the people that are on his team, one of them is Kitty Pride. Oh. So that'll be interesting, I think. Um, Does he have just four of them, like his four horsemen of love? I think so, probably. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, I mean, they didn't really get into him so much as just that message coming into her brain. But it's funny because she, Jean says it's, she got three names, En Nur Genesis, and Kitty Pride, and everyone goes, who the hell are they? So they don't even know who Kitty is in this utopia. So everything's been separated and, and made in the way Nate Gray wants them to... Nate Summers? Nate Gray? Nate Gray wants the world to be. So it makes me sad because the X-Men are totally just... They're just... Boring? They're just boring. <laughs> it's exactly... They're totally boring in this version. But this is also the thing that I think they they thought they always wanted, to just have a normal, boring life. Us as readers don't want them to have a normal, boring life, life because that's not exciting. But 
So celebrities, they're just like us, right? <laughs> I want their boring <laughs> life to end, but I also want these fictional characters to have a good life. I'm torn in my heart of hearts about it, but it is a good book. Doesn't matter. It's not real. I know. We were free talking about other <laughs> stuff before. Like, doesn't matter. When you were trying to pronounce uh, N Sabanir, I kept thinking of The Office when the guy's like, Na e Nanajar. It's not that difficult to say. Na e Nanajar. Remember this? Ah, <laughs> oh, good book. Uh, definitely a, a good way to start the the event. I think. What about uh, Old Man Quill? What's your take on that? Um, Have you read any of the other old man? No, I haven't. And I read this one because I knew you were going to read it. So I was like, well, he should have somebody to talk about with his comics. <laughs> so um, I like the way... I I haven't read Old Man Logan, but I know the story of I Old have. Man Logan. I've read so many... Uh, I think there's like a couple. And I, I read um, when he like... I think I'm talking about the same thing. When he fights uh, the Hulk. And the yes. Hulk swallows the Hulk. Yeah. Right? All the different Hulks and stuff. Yep. Yep. I thought that was one of the craziest things that I've ever read in a comic was when he It was a very good alert, book. Right? And I don't know why mm-hmm. I haven't read it yet. But the way and I'm totally gonna just skip to the end of this book, but to me this takes place in that same Same world, same universe. Yeah. I was confused at the beginning. Because I was thinking, okay, this is going to be a whole different story. Because when we had Old Man Logan and then the continuation from there when he got zapped into our present time when there wasn't no Wolverine. Then we had uh, Old Man Hawkeye, which was also interesting in its same universe. or Same timeline. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked that it was all integrated. So when this started off with a... Back then, when we see Quill being the emperor of the Spartax uh, Empire, yes. he and I'm took thinking, over for his father. Yeah. <clears throat> I was thinking, okay, if this is gonna be like in the far reach of space, it could be in the same universe, but I don't know if they'll ever touch Earth to to make that come about. And then we clearly find out that's where it ends up going. Within that, though, I was wondering how we were going to see Quill get old, or what the whole thing was gonna come about, and. Holy shit, that was kind of... It got dark pretty quickly. It did. They when did. They his, killed his whole family. His whole planet Spoiler got alert. destroyed. <laughs> when they went to go and attack the uh, the Church of Universal Truth... So it's like the Punisher? All of a sudden, they were like, well, while you're here, our god is now destroying your planet. Who's their god? It didn't really ever show, but it did have a... Uh, is that Gladiator? No, it had a... Uh, um, is that Yondu? Yeah, Yondu. That was Yondu. I wasn't was sure if it was praying. Yondu or Gladiator. He was old, but he was praying. Uh. And, uh, yeah, so he it looked like he was praying to the god as well, so I don't know if there right. truly is the god that destroyed it, and it was just more of the henchmen. Right. Who knows? Who cares? What I loved was seeing also... Uh, an old Guardians of the Galaxy oh group get back together. They gave Gamora like a soccer mom haircut. It blows my mind. Well, so, what is a soccer mom haircut? It's like a short, manageable haircut, right? Uh-huh. When you're a soccer mom, you're so very you busy. Right. right. doesn't get in your sure. face. All you have to do you is to wash do your hair, right. put a little product in it, style it, and you're out the door. When he couldn't think of Yondu, he puts his hand above his head and like wiggles his <laughs> fingers, and he won charades. You're like, Yondu, I got that one. I got that one. Mohawk? <laughs> one of my favorite parts is when you see how uh, down and destitute that Quill is. After and, his family is murdered. Yeah, and yeah. many years later, so we skip all the time of his mourning and everything, and we then get the Guardians to show on up. When the Guardians show on up, what ends up happening is uh, the first thing that Rocket ends up doing is poking him... And he's going, what the hell did you do that for? And he's just saying, making sure you're not a scroll. And he's like, damn it, you know that the church exterminated the scrolls. And he goes, of course you can't be a scroll. That species uh, had a biology with spines. Yeah. <laughs> now, first off, I love that Rocket does that all the fucking time now. Throughout the comic book series of, like, he'll just hit someone for no reason and say, oh, I thought you were a scroll." <laughs> so I love that still in old age, Rocket does that. Uh, their battle with the brood was also uh, pretty sweet. All in all, I like where this story is going. Um, it has a it feels like a different tone than Old Man Logan, just like Old Man Hawkeye had a different tone. Right. But that one I felt a little bit was more similar. I like this un- this world, this universe, this timeline, whatever you would 
say where it is in the Marvel multiverse. And I'm quite happy. And I was, I did not really hear this was coming out. I don't want them to delve too much into old people. I mean, we have DC now doing old lady Harley, which is also fun. Right. But I don't need to see Such old man Batman. I don't We've need... seen old man he Batman. He doesn't like old folks home. He doesn't like He's... to go in and see people Batman's... just really sad. And... Batman's well, that's old Batman and Batman Yeah, Batman Beyond. Yeah. I mean, you know... It, this is a very popular franchise for them, so I they're just going to keep doing it until somebody jumps the shark with it. And then they'll be like, all right, no more old people in comic books. We're not going to keep doing this. Old man, ice man, just... <laughs> it's just a when he, whenever he, um, water. Whenever he uh, poops himself, it's just ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to wear, wear Depends just for the ice cubes. i got to change this out real quick. Hey, uh, listen, your alarm went off, and I think that we should make a rule. <laughs> I think that we should make a rule. No, we're not making that because rule. Because Tony forgets to turn his phone off all the time. Oh, perfect then. <laughs> yeah, so that is not no, no, no. a rule Remember that we were I was doing. Talking about I wanted to make a rule? This was what I was talking about. I was waiting for the alarm to go off or to something, <laughs> someone to call you or something like that so I could try to make Come on. Do you no? ever, do you ever you play uh, 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 Queens or not Queens of Fowls, uh, Presidents and Assholes when you yeah. have to make a, mm-hmm. yep. a rule and then you get to make a, a law and... That stays throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not even at that point where you're allowed to make a rule yet. So <laughs> I'm still the asshole. When we get there, you're still, yeah, a, you're still <laughs> in probation. Wasn't meaning to call you that. Okay, but waterfall. Let's do it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved old Rocket because he's so he's like walking with a cane, and you can tell he's old. Like his fur is all scruffly and kind of like lighter like it has maybe grayed a little bit but old man drax i don't quite understand because he still has the drax body but his face looks like it has aged significantly he had a little bit of wrinkly (laughs) like leathery skin on him like when like when you see the the guys that used to be in the military back in the day with the tattoos and they're all Sun aged and stuff from and it's like all stretched out. <laughs> that's or what kind of what shrank, tracks looks like? Yeah. They lost muscle mass. <laughs> yep, yep. So it's an interesting story. Mm. The the thing at the end with the Doctor Dooms on the mountain. I would I would assume that's from the. Well, those aren't Doctor Dooms. There's there is Doctor. Uh, oh yeah, actually they are taking over. There's three of the, them, right? Yeah, because there was uh, the rest of some people there i guess i didn't quite look at that quite well because there was he was gonna mount rushmore. tell me I was dumb <laughs> no but now looking at it there was mount rushmore that had uh some other faces there so that is actually quite interesting i wonder if it's now beyond what time it is in the wasteland so in in old man logan i would assume they had something like this there was a there was a red skull there was and it, I is that the, the one that's factions. on the end here yeah, yeah that's wasting away Interesting. So has Doctor Doom yeah, taken so, over this universe? Yep. Ethan Sachs wrote this art by Robert Gill, colorist Andreas Mosa. Andreas Mosa. That sounds pretty close to what we're ever gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Joe Caramagna uh, doing letters again. I mean, he's always been doing letters, but God, I remember when he was doing letters on every single book that and I read. And you had to say his name every single time and murder it every time you say it? Yep. <laughs> Pretty much that. Um, it was good. I I will probably read the next issue just to see what the hell's going on now that he's hit Earth. Uh, especially since it's this whole Doctor Doom thing seems to be a new thing. But Alright, so I have a book that is... I can't say how awesome this book is uh reminds me a lot of uh fables and it is called oberon and uh this issue oberon number one uh title of the chapter i guess you'd say is the frog the books and the bell uh writer and creator uh ryan parrot uh art by milos slavakovic and uh yes this is Oberon, if you guys know, King of the Fairies from also Shakespeare. Also very tasty beer. Mm. True. <laughs> um, so that's part of why I decided to pick it up was because I love Shakespearean uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, that type of lore with the fairy kings and everything that you see uh, extend into plenty of other uh, 
comics, films, and everything, and books like that. Yeah. And what I love a lot about this is it just starts off kind of whimsical with this frog uh, knight uh, who has to guard this uh, lamppost uh, in order to prevent <laughs> this uh, evil from coming. And it kind of goes straight up saying the Thornberry lineage has protected the light of the always for 15 generations. Like the wild Thornberries? It would have been 16, but his great-great-grandfather claimed it was his destiny to become a dancer. <laughs> but anyway, so this this young uh, frog uh, knight guards it, um, and that's how this book starts. And then we're already looking that this is going to be a fairy tale land type story mm-hmm. with what it is. But then we get to San Francisco now, and you meet this uh, young girl who's being homeschooled. And I started wondering if this is going to be more of a young kids book or where about they want their viewers to be because. There are sometimes some books that are amazing in scope, but they're not written for me as a person. Now, I appreciate all those things, but will it really get me hooked? Hmm. Uh, this, however, got me hooked right away because the action starts within like four pages in when finally Oberon comes to the rescue and we learn uh, very simply you know, that fairies want what they want and if mm-hmm. they can't have it, they'd rather have not their enemies. So says Oberon. And he explains to this little girl that her parents aren't who they are. Uh, the books in her room are uh, there oh to gosh. spy on her. Every wish of every kid when they're young. like, oh, I hope my parents are not my parents. I hope right? I'm royalty I hope, or something. I hope my parents are fairy kings and queens. Mm-hmm. I hope I can go into the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love, well, that's what, I mean, I was feeling this is a little bit like Jareth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, and he says to her even, you know, like after rescuing her um, in the streets... Uh, um, From a gross trash monster. Yeah, he, he goes, life is a page to be turned or torn out. Uh, don't volunteer yours for the later. Um, pretty much saying, you know, believe me, but here's a magic bell that will call me to your aid if you ever need it. And mm-hmm. this Dorothy's, girl who... Dorothy's red shoes. Mm-hmm. Pretty much she's based in, you know, she's a really smart girl. She's learning all these things, being homeschooled. Her sister... Seems to think that this girl is sheltered. She has no friends, just her parents and the librarian. And uh, I kind of got that dynamic of, you know, the sisters love each other because they're sisters, but one is playing on her phone, doing whatever, where this girl is truly sheltered. And for me, as the reader, I'm like, is Oberon lying or not? I still don't know. However... She decides to test it when she's telling her parents about the story. And then you learn that the parents are saying, what should we do? And then you're thinking, oh, maybe they aren't her parents. They are. And then she tears out some pages from some books, which then, holy hell, in a hand grenade, they start coming alive and saying, why'd you tear out? They start kind of quoting some Shakespeare and everything like that. Um, And some Robert Frost, you know, not all those who wonder. I'm thinking this is like this, this could is, totally be a movie franchise. This sounds really good for sure. And of course, she rings the bell because she's like, he was telling the truth. But I, I think there's a little bit more sinister thing that because he explains like labyrinth, right? Uh, you didn't want, you almost didn't, almost didn't believe the uh, the creature talking to the girl because it's he he looked he looked uh, like an like an evil character, and at the end, you're it turns out to be he was telling the truth the whole time and. You're thrown a little bit. Yeah, so but that, here he's saying he's telling the truth. But I don't know how much, because he says that he's been overthrown and he wants to get his kingdom back, and the girl is a key to that. So, yes, he probably isn't totally bad, but I don't think he's doing he's this necessarily. He's the fairies, right? Yeah. Fairies are very mischievous. Well, very much so. <laughs> yeah, but also the, the truth is uh, sort of one-sided sometimes, and if you leave out certain details, he could be telling the truth completely. He right. leaves out details of, I have been overthrown, but the reason I was overthrown was because I'm a bad person. Right. I uh, The ending, too, just goes back to the beginning with the frog knight just, you know, watching like this magical knight. lamppost. And, you know, and there's the the word uh, captions from Oberon, I believe, is the narrator of this part of the story because he was in other parts. But saying how he was betrayed once uh, from someone who claimed to love him and... You know, he used to think that was the worst thing that anyone could do to someone, but I was wrong. And then the lamp goes out, 
and this is supposed to be warding against some great evil. And then it's just to be continued, and I'm like, no, I, I don't want it to end. Mm-hmm. And then looking at the cover of the next book, I'm like, this skull fucking, like... That's a sweet house. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing it's probably a tavern or something, I don't know, but this, in of itself, uh, one of probably my new favorite uh, books going... So this, this came year. from out from Aftershock, yeah, which is not a, a publishing company that we normally get books from. Uh, sounds like we sh- maybe should. <laughs> the uh, the Frog Knight person kind of reminds me of that dog on Labyrinth that rides the dog. Ambrosius, oh, yes, yes. Come. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of, I mean, you know, fantasy t- fantasy titles tend to all have comic common themes and hmm. stuff like that. So it's it's very easy to tie all of these stories together. It's so even, It's even hard to create a story and not be uh, inspired by something from your childhood or right. the things you've seen before. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. That's all the books I have except for Booze in a Book, which I would... I'm not even going to talk a lot about it at Booze in a Book. There's a reason why I picked it for Booze in a Book because it was really that good. And so when we get to it... Um, it was so good you didn't want to talk about it? Well, so good I didn't want to spoil like it. Club. <laughs> Sometimes just people uh, need to read it for themselves and pick it up. Oh, I right. get it. What is happening right now? He's not supposed to talk about the book. Yeah. Did you guys watch the truce between uh, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman? No. No, I was so close to clicking on it, but I had other things I had to do. Oh my god, it was only two minutes. You could have wasted two minutes. (laughs) Do you even understand the feud that they have going on? I understand the fun that they have, but, you know... Feud. Well, don't don't say that, because I was going to get Charles to really think that they really hated each other. So, as with the Logan movie, with the new Deadpool movie, with a lot of things that they do, all stemming partly because of Deadpool, with uh, the crap that he had to do in the Wolverine Origins, Origins. movie when yeah. that Deadpool was just terrible. Like, that was not Deadpool. We no, all know that. They sewed his mouth shut. Yeah, and thought it was funny and gave him laser eyes he's and Baraka the, arms, claws. He's the Merc with a mouth. <laughs> well, that was kind of the irony of it. But, and it's not Hugh Jackman's fault, but they make fun of that movie. He makes fun of his movies. Hugh Jackman has made fun of the Deadpool movies. It's just been fun going back and forth. So, you have them. This is kind of an ad for both companies that they have. Uh, Ryan Reynolds has his own gin company that he's made. And then Hugh Jackman, I guess, I didn't know this, has his own uh, coffee uh, company oh. that he has. Where um, <laughs> it starts off with there, they're saying that, yes, we've gone ahead and forgiven each other. And we even, like, you know, we did uh, commercials for each other. And Ryan Reynolds went first. And really awesome shot commercial where he's talking about all the great things and how like a dollar of every bag or something goes to charity so it's a great cause and buy buy his uh coffee and then hugh jackman's kind of not wanting to show his he's like why why not he did a shitty one why not he's like (laughs) well i mean just you you know maybe it's not quite done yet and ryan reynolds also said yeah spend a million dollars of my own money on this for you (laughs) then there's hugh jackman just sitting in, a, in his living room, I'll probably drink this maybe, I don't know, and just flips over the bottle. It's pouring out just all over the table, flips the thing, and he calls him like an asshole or something. And then they cut back to them, and Ryan goes, what? And he was like, I thought you were joking about the truce. Like, <laughs> it is an They're amazing so exchange. So I can't wait till the not truce uh, video and yeah, I'm trying not to pay escalate. attention right now because I want to watch it without. <laughs> so I'm just like blocking you guys, waiting for. Let's go to something else. Yeah. I hope I hope that this ends up with Hugh Jackman not retiring from being Wolverine. Oh my gosh! So yeah. that he can at least appear in a Deadpool. They're still movie. in the now. They're are they're already looking for a new Wolverine. He, uh, yeah, oh, I, I mean it's a Hugh rigorous schedule to okay. be as ripped as he was as Wolverine and. He's got plenty of other things he probably wants to start doing now. I know Ryan still wants to be doing Deadpool, and Disney has said they're going to make more R-rated movies in that uh, mm-hmm. under their watch. Which emerge. Right? Yeah. How and where and when and how that all comes about, at least they are talking that they're going to do that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. What was the other movie that they were mentioning besides Deadpool being rated R? Well, Lo- other- Logan was rated R. The Logan yeah. movie was yeah. rated R. 
There was a lot um, of fucks. Yeah, thing. and violence. There was a lot oh, of sure, violence. But, yeah, uh, they did do an R-rated cut of Batman v Superman. Was that the one they did the R-rated cut of? What? Batman versus Superman. Superman versus Batman. What? Are they you did th- an R-rated cut of that thinking, movie. Are you thinking of Deadpool still a little bit? No, they did an R-rated cut of that movie. Where you could... So the one released in theaters was PG-13, but oh, Zack Snyder wanted... Because Deadpool was so successful, wanted to do an R-rated cut of that movie. No, because they would have had a shot it in R first. There was no right. R to be shot. Hmm. And what would be rated R about it? Lois Lane's nipples? <laughs> in the bathtub scene? I really think there is an R-rated vert cut of that movie. They say the F word once and makes it R. No, you can say <laughs> you, you can once. say fuck once after, and it's PG thirteen. You after, can say it twice and it's rated R. After Batman realizes you he, just wasted our one fuck. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, in context, it's okay. <laughs> oh, and speaking of feuds, still, uh, so Gail Simone went on Twitter and asked Wendy's this past week. Uh, who who do they prefer more, Marvel or DC? Uh-oh. And Wendy's replied, Marvel. She's been going out and doing that to a lot of other uh, uh, places too, such as uh, you know, uh, Valiant Comics or uh, Steak and Shake and some other big uh, name places, and asking them who they like uh, first and foremost. Uh, what ended up happening is <laughs> I know it's that is now turned around. I'm not even going to look at what you have to show me. <laughs> I know what it is already. <laughs> it says R-rated Batman vs. Superman movie, right? Um, we now have a couple different uh, people from D.C. just taking pictures, eating Burger King, eating McDonald's. Oh, you serious? No Wendy's at all because they're like, <laughs> That's sorry, funny. sorry, all Wendy's. Things. Like, yeah, you, you picked Marvel. Even Shoney's just... <laughs> So I love that they're they're kind of getting in the fun of the. I feel like they need to stipulate movies or comic books. Are they pro Marvel both? Are they pro Marvel movies? Because the pro Marvel movies, I mean, come on, even DC's pro Marvel, <laughs> the movie side. They're probably talking about movies. You don't know. Who started that war? Gail Simone. Yeah. Yeah. She's a shit stir, that Gail. <laughs> um, a death this week for us to mourn. Oreo. Oreos are dead? Oreo, the raccoon, who was the model for Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy, died at 10 this week, making him the longest living trash panda ever. Probably not the longest living trash panda ever. But. No. <laughs> He was super cute, though. I watched a video of him, and he liked to have his belly rubbed, and it was adorable. Um, but he he got to walk the red carpet with James Gunn at the oh, really? Guardians wow. of the Galaxy European premiere. So cool. he was kind of a big deal. But Sounds dangerous. The raccoon? Having a raccoon in he a public place. He was fully and... domesticated. He was raised by humans from birth. So he was more like a big, weird cat than a raccoon, probably. Although that might be a per- terrible comparison because I would not take a cat out in public either. Yeah. Because <laughs> they would also probably freak out and scratch somebody's face I've off. I've never heard of anybody taking a cat for a walk. I've seen people take cats for walks. and With it's, a leash and everything? It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's just strange to see. Yeah. Yeah. Cat owners are weird. <laughs> but anyway, so R.E.P. Oreo, I guess. I mean, I don't mourn raccoons. They're terrible little creatures who like to dig in garbage and get stuck in my garage door. But, <laughs> um, Black History Month, February is Black History Month. Uh, Marvel is putting out some free comics for Black History Month. All of the Black Panther, like the Black original Black Panther number one from, well, not the original one, Black Panther number one. From the mid-2000s, plus the newer Black Panther one, Shuri number one, uh, and a couple other ones. are all going to be free on Marvel's website. Mm-hmm. If you have the code FOREVER, you can download them for free. So they're doing three things this month for Black History Month. Mm-hmm. One, they're 
releasing uh, a free showing of Black, uh, Black Panther in the theaters. Yep, at AMC, certain AMC theaters. Mm-hmm. And then the comics, free mm-hmm. comics, if you mm-hmm. go to wherever and download it with a with the code. code. Yep. And then they're also, what you said earlier. They're donating $1.5 million to the United Negro College Fund. Which to me is the biggest deal because you can put million. all you can put all this shit out, you know, and it's it's yes, it's it's good. You're promoting diversity in your in your brand, but it's also like it's your it's your stuff. So you're also promoting yourself. Oh ma- yeah, making this giant. I always donation. get kind of like bothered by the greater good, or yeah. is this helping you more than anything? Right, right. And there, what I always come to the conclusion is someone's getting helped out. Right, and that's all that really matters. Right. So, good job, and then, Marvel. And then the more money they make, they can do it again and help somebody else. Sure. So there's there's a greater good there. Yep. Marvel's been pro diversity for the last uh, give them a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, yeah. They, they've been. They've What's been, up, DC? Yeah, it's that is they're definitely pushing it further than DC has, uh, but that's because they have no problem replacing their characters with new characters more than DC does. I got nothing else, Tony. What are you over there contemplating? Life? The universe? No, oh, yeah. Have you been reading cover? No. From Bendis? No. Okay. I think I read it's the really, first yeah. one. Or is it that you just reviewed the first one? Did you review the first I one? I reviewed the first one. Okay. I, I think it was the first two. Uh, very good uh, comic book based in the real world of undercover comic book uh, artists and oh, spies. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. And... Uh, Knew it was a mini series. Uh, the last issue is supposed to be coming out uh, February twentieth, but it's being pushed back to March thirteenth because they're expanding kind of the ending. And DC has already announced that there's going to be a sequel to it, which is great. That's going to come out next year. So uh, the story so far has been great. It's again one of those things where they uh, delay the book, but for probably the way that they were originally going to end it. Um, probably to have a sequel now that they've announced it. Mm. I don't know the whole reason behind it all, but uh, really good freaking book. Yeah. Um, other uh, thing that uh, I've learned from the Russo brothers is that they're talking about uh, how 99% of the toy leaks aren't accurate. To the Marvel movies, at least as far as it goes for uh, Endgame, and how that you know relates to the movie, I'm not sure because they've already lied about. No one has ever said the title of the movie, and we all know Doctor Strange had said Endgame, so mm-hmm. we know that they lie. Right. But there's Bunch been of lying s- liars. Yeah, but there's been so many toy leaks that have shown things that I am hoping maybe those. Are a ruse, but until they're out and yeah, about. Yeah, but isn't that like what do you call it? Cherry picking. Um, some sometimes uh, leaks are shown and then proven to be true, but then I'm sure there's plenty of other times where it's just not true, and speculated, right? For the toy leaks. Yeah. Well. Well, well no, toy what... leaks are designed with the movie in mind so that know, kids can go know, buy them. You only hear about the times they're right about the toy leaks. You don't no, know? the no what. The thing is this, you have a you have a Thor that has this suit that looks like it's going in the quantum realm and that's the actual toy. Uh-huh. So when that toy comes out for the movie, you have already speculated they're going in the quantum realm, at least Thor would be. So therefore that's not a inaccurate leak of the toy. That toy is really what that toy is. Okay. Does that make sense? Of course it does. If it doesn't make sense, no, it does. No, Tony it, it will does. Tony will explain it to you in great detail. Very much so. <laughs> Make this, mean, making this podcast go from an hour to two hours. <laughs> I, think I, was, I think I was expressing myself in the wrong way. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just getting sick of the toys ruining movies for me because yeah. I want to look I, at the toys. Petition. <laughs> I don't understand why it's necessary that they release the toys before the movie. Um, is the market for the toys really going to be that big before the movie? I mean, they. Well, it's not even about that. It's it's not even about the advertising. It's that different places get the news of, hey, look at this. We now see this concept in this toy, so we have to then, yeah. you know, report about it. And we would be doing a shitty due diligence if we don't read up on what these rumors and everything and dissect them are. 
So then we have to look at them as well, which then we may or may not get things spoiled for ourselves personally, which is okay and fine, but... It's like pure laziness when this stuff slips by, right? Because if we can see it, then what are they even looking at? Who's not paying attention? Right. When this gets slipped out and then, you know... Well, it's not slipped out. I mean, these things go to toy shows. These things have people taking pictures for advertisements. It's just those get leaked. It sounds... Well, I mean, if, if it's not laziness and accidental, then it's not deliberate, right? Well, I feel like this is something that probably used to happen a lot back in the day when we didn't have the internet. So they would do, people would go to these toy shows and they would have these toy magazines for collectors and businesses and only those people would know about them, right? So this is something they've just continued to do, but now that we have the internet and people are constantly posting every single little minute detail yeah, of everything right. that they know. It's a digital f- yeah. picture you can just spread with everybody instead of like Polaroid that I show my friends. <laughs> right. No, I don't have a copy of this. <laughs> <laughs> instead of you coming home and being like, I went to this toy show and now five of your closest friends know that Thor, Thor has a costume where he look, looks like he's going in the quantum realm. The whole internet now knows that Thor has a costume where it looks like he's going into the quantum realm. So I think it's just they haven't modified their the their business model for the modern times. It seems like to me. Yeah. Oh, it here's says, a... I am Groot on the sport uh, on the on the toy, <laughs> but it actually means in, in Groot. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> That's, going back to showing you guys the picture of the Jim Lee and Dan DiDio, uh with their Wendy's or. Without their Wendy's. The Burger King crumb. Wendy's Spider-Man It's rocking it hard. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing that uh, I have, which is kind of cool. So, uh, Mankato Brewery over in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Is making a beer uh, kind of in honor of Stan Lee. Um, this, uh, beer is named Marvelous Creator, uh, has pretty much Stan Lee's, uh, face on it, pretty much looking like he's Doctor Strange, uh, on the label, and the thing that I'm most happy about is it's gonna be a citrus blended double dry hopped IPA that's gonna be 8%, Oh. and it should be coming out, uh, within the next two months, and so I hope any one that's over there, uh, can... Get us hooked up with uh, that brewery. Cause yes, Mankato Brewery. Excelsior. If you're listening, we do uh, brewer interviews all the time. <laughs> yes, all the time. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Just send us a sample, and then we'll do a, an interview with you about it. Why didn't they call it Excelsior? Was that already taken? I think there is actually already a beer that's in homage to them. Um, the style of the drawing or the illustration it looks <coughs> looks older, uh, doesn't it? Like it, the homage is to like earlier comics, and not not so much um possibly. Stuff. Like Possi- it's very simple. It's yeah, not that, yeah. It's not that um yeah elaborate, which I guess maybe it looks like a a character sheet to me because it's got the things on the side, the percentage, the IBUs, stuff like that, all in like character stats sort of thing. So that's kind of what it looks like to me. All right. Uh, booze in the book this week. Uh, it's hard to always pair a good beer booze when you're thinking of Superman because for me, he's the American superhero. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to knock on people that like Miller Lite, but I just feel that a good representation of a just a good old American beer is Bud or Bud Light. Plus, coincidentally, red and blue cans coincides with Superman. Also, they called themselves America for a hot minute. Do you remember that? Yeah, but that has <laughs> nothing to do with talking about Superman. So. No, you said America's beer, though. <laughs> yeah, but there's... a. Anyways, uh, going off my tangent, uh, <laughs> the book this week uh, pairing for is uh, Man and Superman. Uh, this is pretty much a, almost 100 pages it was originally written back in around 2006 to 2009. Marv Wolfman, who was working on uh, comics back then uh, of the Superman brand, had this story in his mind. And when they were doing Superman Confidential, the line ended before they could get to this uh, story arc. And so he'd been having this already uh, in his mind for forever, this story. 
which pretty much takes place as not Superman, but as Clark Kent, as the man who is Superman. Sure, he does some saving and everything, but this really follows him leaving Metropolis, uh, coming back home, and it's just a very uh, good story. The whole uh, first couple pages is Marv pretty much telling the story of how this came about, where uh, over the past couple years with, you know, the continuity changing with origin stories of Superman, where could they put this book out? And then they had thought about putting it out as for four different months as a single issue, but then they said, let's just collect it together. Let's just tell this story as is and put it out to the readers. And it reminds me of Smallville a bit. Most of the, the, the reason for watching the show is because of the drama and stuff and not so much the superhero parts of it. No, I watched Smallville to finally see him be Superman, and that didn't it just took to the, the whole last... series. Yeah. yeah, it took the whole <laughs> <laughs> all those. Yeah. So everyone else but Tony watched well, the show. The real fans reason. of the show. Uh... <laughs> so uh, yes, a very good uh, book. Uh, I love that uh, Marv had this uh, talk with uh, Claudio Castanelli uh, about this uh, back then too, and. They drew it back then as well. It's been finished for, like I said, over 10 years. They were just trying to figure out when When, when they where. could release it, and yeah. it's a really good story. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I feel that it's just... I don't want to ruin it, uh, and it is quite long, because, like I said, it's seven yes. pages, but it's... If you review that, it'll take... It's in-depth uh, of the man that is Superman. Right on. That's all I got this week. Uh, Charles, you have any other things you want to talk about? Tasty tidbits. Yeah, I want to talk about this this beer that we're drinking. <laughs> Tony didn't try his beer. Oh, I forgot it was there. It, well, <laughs> wait, let's talk about it. What, what are your thoughts on first it first off, before I crack it open? First off, I like that flavor. I mean, it's very subtle. It's not very uh, yeah. over overpowering. Like, It makes me not think about it too much and just enjoy it. It's good. Uh, Perrin Brewing Company has a cream ale. A carrot cake cream ale. Say it. Carrot cream. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he hasn't even drank anything. First Car- try. Carrot cake cream ale. There you go. Carrot cream cake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's part of their side hustle series, which I think is just a fancy way of saying they're they're one and dones. So they're not. They're. I'm part- always bothered by the words hustle. Yeah. It always seems like a scam. <laughs> My side hustle. Like I'm definitely making money in places I shouldn't be. <laughs> Or I'm scamming someone. Um, this is, I think it's really good. And you know what? The even the can itself kind of looks nice. I like these colors. I do the yeah. It's uh mainly orange on the you know bottom half, and then sort of like a bluish green on the top. It's good. It's good. Uh, it looks it, the picture, the front of it, Heinz ketchup. You see it? Oh yeah, so yeah. It's yeah. just like it would be Heinz ketchup, but yeah. just you know not. It's tasty. I really like it. I bought two six packs today. It came out, and the, these three are what. We're left, so I thought I'd. We could do a cheers right now if somebody would just pop that tap. Crack it open, boy. It's warm now. <laughs> I gotta oh drink it later. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, cheers. Cheers. Right here. Yeah. Mine's you empty because I drank all of mine. <laughs> <laughs> it made me burpy, a little bit burpy. That's all right. I'm already gassy, so whatever. Say toy boat three times fast. Toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. What you did, say toy boat do? three times fast. Purple Stiltskin, I'm gone. Because <laughs> you start saying boit. Uh, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Well, Seven you, times? You did it a little Maybe. bit quickly. I'm not going to do it. Do it. Nope. No. Spell <laughs> I cup, guys. <laughs> Pen 15. Oh my god, there's a new... Sh- anyway, hmm? this is divergent to the story. So okay. <laughs> we can talk about it later. Stay thirsty for more mad ramblings. <laughs> oh, we forgot to ask Charles for a quote. <laughs> oh my god, damn it. He didn't have one anyways. Stay thirsty for Charles' <laughs> quote next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>